0: The trees, yeah. um, they uh, there's all different stages, right, of the growth of the olive, the fruit. Mm-hmm. At mm-hmm. first, you wouldn't even recognize that it. it's an olive. Like when you look at a tree when it's just starting to produce, it barely looks mm-hmm. like an olive. Uh, but eventually, it gets bigger. The olive gets bigger and it turns mm-hmm. like a a reddish color at first, and then it'll turn into like a greenish color, like the green olives, right? So whenever you've had green olives before, either at the table or anywhere else, it's because mm-hmm. they take the olives from the tree when they're green. It's not that there are black olives or there are green olives. Mm-hmm. All olives first start green and they become black. Okay? Mm. And so uh, once they're done being green, they'll turn black and they'll grow in size a little bit. Okay? And that's the most mature olive is the black
1: olive. In fact. Uh, Welcome to the North Carolina Foods We Love podcast, a show all about sharing the stories of authentic homegrown North Carolina food and drink brands presented by Carolina Packers home of North Carolina's famous Brightleaf Hot Dog. Welcome in. There's no place like North Carolina, and we're excited that we get to share this great state with you. This episode is all you need today. I'm your host, Justin Raymond, and today we're interviewing Lucas from Olive Oil Grove. Thanks for being on here, Lucas. Thank you so much for
0: having me, Justin.
1: You know, I'm, I'm very excited. Um, you know, all of the companies that have been on here have been barbecue sauce, rubs, food, Um, Drinks, olive oil, this is a lot different and I'm very excited to learn more about it. Um, Can you please tell the audience what Olive Oil Grove is all about? Absolutely, Justin. We're
0: all about really selecting and importing world-class olive oil for North Carolina. So I get to travel Spain. I'm from Spain originally, so it's kind of easy for me to do that and visit family. But I taste a whole bunch of olive oil from this wonderful region called Jaen. And there, once I've got enough oil where it's coming out of my ears, I select an olive oil that I think is world class, and I import it into the U.S. for people to taste over here. And we sell it locally.
1: Wow. So how? So you coming from Spain? How'd you get from Spain to North Carolina? What's the background story there? Man, that's a long story, but picture (laughs)
0: picture a seven-year-old going through a lot of change. So I was born and raised in Spain, in Catalonia, which is the northeast part where Barcelona is, and my mother, who was American, decided she was going to uh, switch continents, and so brought me and a few siblings over as well. So came to the U.S. when I was seven Mm -hmm. years old, didn't know a a lick of English, only Spanish and Catalan, and uh, so it was quite a bit of change for me. Wow.
1: So were your parents like entrepreneurs too? Like, how did you get that kind of passion, inspiration, like, you know, inside of you? You know, no, my parents are not entrepreneurs. My dad's an engineer.
0: I'm an engineer as well by education. Mm -hmm. I think the passion for me was that I, I, for years, you know, I've been in this country now in the U.S. for gosh, over 40 years now. And so I always would go back to Spain and bring back olive oil on the plane with me because I just Mm -hmm. love that olive oil. I've been around olive oil all my life. In fact, my second food I ever tasted was olive oil.
1: Wow, what was the
0: first? Mother's milk, of course. (laughs) (laughs) So I've been having olive oil for a long time. And so you can't find the good stuff here in the US. And I have brought over... What I thought was so good when I was there. So whenever I came back every year from Spain, man, I would risk my luggage every time I flew back. An mm-hmm. on-air spill of olive oil because I brought back so much. These huge containers, you know, always questioned by the, uh, by oh, the yeah. air facilities as to what the heck I'm doing. But, so always brought back olive oil. And I don't think that really good olive oil should be limited to those few like me that travel to Spain on a yearly basis. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's just really difficult to find good olive oil. A Few people realize that the olive oil in the U.S. is just not really up to par from a quality hmm. health and flavor perspective. We don't really know that until we taste this kind of stuff.
1: So at what point? So you're bringing over olive oil from Spain. At what point does olive oil grow form? Like, When does the company become a company? So it, back into 2020, during the peak of the COVID, believe it or not, my wife
0: and I – We had planned to go to Spain and do this source trip, as I call it, of going to this region. And I'll have to tell you about this region later. It's just impressive. Uh, But as you know, there was not a lot of traveling happening during COVID. Like all the traveling stopped. So I was like, it was a very lonely trip to Spain. I was like the only person allowed to go to Spain because I'm a citizen. So Mm -hmm. nobody was traveling to Spain. Mm -hmm. So I went on this Grove trip to this awesome region. And I was literally the only person really tasting olive oil at these places where they usually would have like 40 or 50 people tasting Mm -hmm. olive oil by myself. So it was in the peak of 2020 during the COVID uh, season that I decided with my wife to kind of go to Spain and start this business, which is probably the worst time to ever start it. But I've been thinking and planning for this for so long with my wife that even Mm -hmm. COVID wasn't going to stop us.
1: Wow. I love it. I love it. Especially doing that through COVID and just diving all into your passion and your desires and starting this. So what is it about the olive oil in Spain that makes it so much better than the olive oil you find here? I'm used to going to Costco buying those huge things of olive oil and just using that when I cook. So what what (laughs) makes Spain so much better? (laughs) And there is no problem with that, Justin. In
0: fact, I tell people buy that less expensive olive oil for cooking purposes, right? If you Mm -hmm. want to. I don't recommend buying large bottles, by the way, because olive oil does depreciate over time. As soon as oxygen gets to to the olive oil, it starts to break down. So if you've Mm -hmm. got a large bottle that lasts you a year and a half, Mm -hmm. that olive oil probably is not going to be good after nine months or a year. Mm -hmm. So buy smaller bottles but what makes the olive oil to answer your question so good about the stuff in spain is first i should say spain is a world producer of olive oil like you know a lot of people think that italy is like a major producer of olive oil but spain makes half of the world's olive oil italy makes five wow. percent in fact italy buys a lot of spanish olive oil they bring it into italy and then they sell it overseas so a lot of the olive oil that we buy here that says is italian mm-hmm. It's actually olive oil that they bought from Spain. So Spain is a huge producer. I mean, Spain makes more olive oil than the next 10 largest countries combined. They're just a mega producer. And Mm. the reason they're such huge, huge producers and why their olive oil is so good is their climate. Spain's climate is just very diverse all the way from the north to the south, which allows for a lot of different climates and therefore a lot of different varieties of olives. And so uh, while there are some that I favor in terms of olive varieties, like Bicual, Bicual is my favorite olive because of its flavor. Mm-hmm. You know, there are merit, scores and hundreds and hundreds of different varieties of olives. And uh, Spain just has the great geography to do that.
1: I don't know if you answer this question, but like you said, there's hundreds and hundreds of different kinds of olives. How did you pick or did you only pick one olive to make your olive oil or is there multiple olives in it? No, there's only one
0: type of, of olive. And honestly, mm-hmm. what I do is I go to the farms and I really assess, I don't look necessarily at the olive type. Mm-hmm. I look mainly at the way it's made. So for example, when you think about the agriculture part of olive oil, how they treat the trees and how they feed the trees, then there's the harvesting piece, how they actually harvest the olives from the trees. Believe it or not, that Process of harvesting varies widely and can have a significant impact on the quality of the resulting olive oil. So I looked at the I look at the agriculture, I look at mm-hmm. the harvesting practices, I look to see if the next process is kind of milling. They go to the mill, they take the olives and make the olive oil, is the mill on premise. And I inspect the mill as well. So because I've got an engineering, industrial engineering Mm -hmm. background, I love looking at the mill to see what are the quality control checkpoints that they have that leads to a good quality olive oil. So I inspect that as well. And then, of course, I taste the olive oil at the end. So I assess all that and I choose the farm that I think best represents what I want to bring to the U.S., which would be a world-class olive oil.
1: So what exactly does the olive farm like look looks like? Like what all goes goes on there?
0: Yeah. So basically you've got the grove, which is full of mm-hmm. trees. And this region that I go to called Haien, it's J-A-E-N, Chayen. It is like the one of the largest forest, man-made forests in the world. So it's all trees. So the first thing you see when you drive near Haien is mm-hmm. that it's just a huge forest. It's beautiful. Concentration oh, yeah. Of, yeah. of olive trees, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's what you see. The ones that I select would also also have the actual mill on premise. So you'd see a mill looks like a manufacturing plant. Now,
1: can you right? describe what an olive tree looks like? Mm-hmm. Is it much different from trees around here?
0: Yeah, so it, it is quite different than trees around here. And I know mm-hmm. the folks on the podcast can't really see what I'm going to yeah. show you. This is an artistic rendition, really, of an olive tree, but it's it's pretty okay. similar. And so it's very um. You know, very has a huge trunk usually, Mm -hmm. right? And in the past 50 years ago, when they started growing these in Spain, um, while they've been growing for centuries, but I think the older generation trees would have like multiple trunks sticking out of that. So you'd like two or three or four trunks kind of sticking out. They're all very hardy trunks. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nowadays, with the more, um, how would you say, the latest kind of cultivation techniques, you'll see a single trunk. Okay, but they're beautiful trees because they seem to have like a huge bushy top. you know, they're just gigantic and they're like full of energy. I, I walking through these groves, it really is quite impressive. Some say that the roots of these trees all connect under the earth together to wow. form like a special brain cerebral kind of thing happening. I don't know, but that there is something cool. there yeah. is something majestic walking through these groves and they're beautiful trees.
1: Now, can you see like the olive oils, like on the branches and stuff, or are they like hidden?
0: So it's, it's uh, what you see is the olive. So the olive is yeah. nothing more than a fruit.
1: Yeah. Okay. Right. And exactly.
0: so olive oil is the
1: juice. That's what i meant to say. Oil. I'm sorry. I just, I just put it together. That's all right. <laughs> That's no, all it's it all good.
0: So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's the juice from this beautiful fruit. And yeah. So when you see the trees, yeah. um, they uh, there's all different stages, right, of the growth of the olive, the fruit. Mm-hmm. At mm-hmm. first, you wouldn't even recognize that it's an olive. Like when you look at a tree when it's just starting to produce, it barely mm-hmm. looks like an olive. Uh, but eventually it gets bigger. The olive gets bigger and it turns mm-hmm. like a, a reddish color at first. And then it'll turn into like a greenish color like the green olives right so whenever you've had green olives before either at the table or anywhere else it's because they Mm -hmm. take the olives from the tree when they're green it's not that there are black olives or there are green olives Mm -hmm. all olives first start green and they become black okay Mm. and so uh, once they're done being green they'll turn black and they'll grow in size a little bit okay and that's the most mature olive is the black olive in fact Uh, the groves that I go to, you won't see a lot of black olives because I like to work with farms and only like 1% of farms do this is Mm -hmm. harvest the olives when they're green. They don't wait for them to be black. All the Mm. olive oil that you and I have access to in the US comes Mm -hmm. from olives that have turned black. And the reason they do that is when they're black, they're the most plump and they Mm -hmm. have the most olive in it. And so when they go to create olive oil, right? Let's say they've got a, a barrel of black olives, right? Mm-hmm. When they create that olive oil, they'll get hundred bottles of olive oil. But if they harvest that same tree earlier and only take the, or, you know, harvest it when they're green olives, that same barrel of olives will only produce like 30 bottles of olive oil. So it, the yield is much less with, with the green olives, but it's super more, super healthier and mm-hmm. more flavorful when they do this, what they call early harvest,
1: Okay. So how long does it typically take from planting an olive tree to getting the oil? Gosh, I keep saying olive oil. From planting the olive tree to getting the olives to grow well enough in order to use for olive oil
0: it takes years to do it properly it takes okay. years to do it properly I, the, all the um, all the farms that I visit in Spain have been doing this for many many years decades generations of families I've never actually seen anybody like plant the actual tree mm-hmm. and um, you know and actually get any olive oil from it but it, it is a is a pretty cool process and it it, it alternates from year to year so one year, Kind of not by design, but just by nature, Mm -hmm. uh, a Grove may produce uh, more oil than the next year and Mm -hmm. kind of oscillates like that from year to year, which is kind of a cool process as well. So just because a farm gets a whole bunch of olive oil one year doesn't mean they're going to get the same Mm -hmm. next year.
1: Okay. All right. Well, Let's talk about all of the products that Olive Oil Grove makes. Okay. So our primary product is. We need to take a quick moment to thank our sponsor, Carolina Packers. Home of North Carolina's favorite hot dog, the famous Brightleaf Hot Dog. Carolina Packers has been making it with fresh, local pork and beef in Johnson County, North Carolina since 1941. There's nothing like it in the country. Find the closest store to you with Brightleaf Hot Dogs at findbrightleaf.com. Or if you're not in North Carolina, order them online at carolinapackers.com and get 20% off with promo code Food. That's promo code food food
0: is is the olive oil no no surprise right that's kind of what put the company on the map that's what we're most proud of and Mm -hmm. uh, we only bring back one olive oil we uh only bring one back because we consider it to be world-class. You know, we don't flavor the olive oil. We don't touch the olive oil. We just bring it as we get it from Spain. And it's an organic olive oil and it's early harvest, which is what I was describing to you about the green olives. So it's quite a pungent, a very strong taste, but that is the kind of stuff that I want to drizzle in my food. Like if I'm going to put some olive oil in my food, I need to have it change the way the food tastes. You know, Mm -hmm. if I put, if there's some olive oils out here that I taste that I just, I, I, it lacks so much flavor that there's no way I'm tempted to drizzle that on my food at all. So mm-hmm. olive oil is, is the number one product that we do. We do have some other organic vinegars as well that we import or we bring in from California that mm-hmm. complement the olive oil really well. Uh, but really, it's the olive oil that's our primary product, top seller.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. So I think it's time to to try your olive oil. I have right. about it this whole time. I'm dying to try it. I've never tried olive oil like this before, so this is going to be interesting.
0: You know, most people – we do a lot of selling at farmer's markets, and a lot of people are a bit surprised when I ask them to actually taste the olive oil because they're taken aback. They're like, wait a yeah. second. You know, In the back of their minds, they're thinking, I've had olive oil before, and it ain't that good. So I'm not sure that I want to taste any, no. but the truth is once they taste it, they're flabbergasted. So let's yeah. go through the process. I'm going to kind of show you the proper way to kind of taste this in a pseudo professional way, All right, Because there okay. is a professional way to sample olive oil that I do in Spain, yeah. uh, but here we'll do kind of a, a mix of a both. Okay.
1: Uh, let me, let me open this box that you sent me here. Do it. It's olive grove, olive oil in here. Get the whole experience. I like how it says... Thank you for being part of this Olive Trees story. That's awesome. Yeah. All the way from Spain. Nicely packaged. That's a good looking bottle. Like it. Early harvest organic extra virgin olive oil. Grove to the table. Beautiful. From Grove to table—that's correct. That's really what our mission is.
0: Everything we do in this company is has a cent- central theme of from Grove to table.
1: All right, let's try, man. What do you? What do you need me? All to right, do?
0: so I've got I've got a glass with olive oil of the same olive oil that you have on your table in my okay. glass. Let's go ahead and get yourself a, a nice pour. Okay. You don't have to have as much as I do. You know, you're not gonna you're not you're not gonna do like a shot or two of this, but okay. t- whatever is comfortable for you.
1: I do like the cap you have on here. It kind of reminds me like wine. It's like a similar wine cap on here. Great, great.
0: I like I like the uh the similarities. I just gotta figure out so how far. to
1: open it. Here we go. It's coming off. Okay, here we go. All right. Let's open this bad boy. So how much you want me to pour here? Yeah, about about a finger or two. I
0: don't know if you can see my my cup right there.
1: Oh wow. Okay. I've got
0: I've got quite a bit in mind. Don't don't need to be as aggressive. I just so, you know, I, I that's perfect. Okay. You know, So the first thing is, in in Spain, when we're tasting these, we use a cup that is either red or blue, Mm. and you can't see through it. And the reason why they do that, professionals, is they don't want to be dissuaded, I guess, persuaded or dissuaded by the color of the olive oil, because... While this is a beautiful color that you're seeing in this olive oil, it's very green because of its early harvest. Mm-hmm. There are, um, you know, there's a lot of fraud in olive oil in the United States, and a lot of people are starting to be aware of that. Mm-hmm. And so, one of the things that fraudsters do is they kind of color the olive oil. And so, to avoid uh, being persuaded by that color, they use a a blue, you know, a blue or red cup. But I'm using a transparent one. I know you are as well. Yep. And uh, this is just a beautiful color. It's not the the yellow it's a bit greener for me than it, the typical yellow olive oil okay
1: so the yellow green color is what you want right green saying?
0: color green color is is preferred but it should never be your single deterministic factor for choosing olive oil just because it's yeah. green means nothing okay? okay it's really all about the taste more I got you else, okay. okay? I mean, a lot of people don't know what's gone into this olive oil, right? I know because I was there. I've seen mm-hmm. it. I've talked to the farmer. I've witnessed mm-hmm. it. But someone like you, Justin, that hasn't seen that, you're going to go by taste and some other some other things. Okay? Yeah. So first thing I want you to do is kind of swirl this around your cup like this. Yeah,
1: swirl. Okay? It's kind of like wine, like before. Kinda, like when it's kind of like wine.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And put your hand underneath it, kind of cup it like this. You see this? Yeah. Because what, we're, what we want to do is actually warm the olive oil slightly okay. with, our, with our body heat. Okay. Of course, not as vigorous where it's going to splash in our face or anything like <laughs> that, but but just just like you're doing a little swirl is perfect.
1: One way to now, test it.
0: <laughs> next, what we're gonna do is we're actually gonna smell it. So why don't you put your nose in your glass and take okay. a nice deep breath?
1: All right, I'm gonna smell this.
0: And and there's no right or wrong answer to this, Justin, but what do you smell? It
1: smells really good. It's kind of I smell like a tree. I, I don't know how to describe it, but that's the main thing I'm getting off of this. That makes a lot of sense. I don't eat olives that much like on pizza or, or, you know, bean dip or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. But I use mm-hmm. olive oil on everything, especially, you know, drizzle olive oil, cook some hot dogs. So like you said, I don't really taste it. It's just kind of like put on food. And so when you smell, it, I do smell a tree. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's great that you say that. I get a lot of people that say they smell floral, they smell trees, they smell gardens. Mm -hmm. I particularly smell tomato, like vine ripe tomato with salt. Now there's a a traditional dish in Spain we have where it's bread with tomato on top. And and it just, this reminds me a lot of that.
1: I can see that. I kind of smell tomato now. I can see that.
0: All right. Mm -hmm. So now what I want you to do next is take a sip of this and you're going to put it in your mouth. I'm just going to squash it around. There's okay. no real trick to it, other than just swash it around. Take as much as you're comfortable.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, don't be shy. And then <laughs> once you're once you're done swirling it around, then just swallow it. Some people bring in oxygen into their mouth.
1: Wow, that's pretty good.
0: Are you noticing any tingling back of your throat?
1: Yeah, I'm getting that right now. I'm getting tingling right back in my throat. Yo. Okay.
0: So a lot of people ask us, like, do you add pepper or do you add something to your olive oil? And we don't. What you're tasting and sensing back there are the high levels of polyphenol antioxidants that this olive oil has. It's it's the health-promoting part of olive oil that we're talking about right now. So what makes olive oil healthy are the polyphenol antioxidants. And this happens to be super rich in that. And that's why it kind of burns the back of the throat. Now, sometimes it can be so powerful. I don't know how much Mm you actually consumed, but if you take a little bit more, you can actually cough from it. And so, you're looking in a good olive oil. You're looking for that spiciness, peppery finish. Yeah, that's a good sign.
1: Okay. Let me ask you a question. You know, I know I'm just drinking this straight up without eating anything. Do you still get that peppery taste when you put this on food, or just? It's not as
0: it's not as strong. It's not as okay. much of a peppery f- uh, taste. But what this at olive oil will do is it'll change the flavor of anything you put it on. So if you drizzle mm. this, and like I said before, use the Costco stuff to, to cook. Mm. I don't cook with this. I drizzle my food with this. I finish mm. my food with this to enhance okay. it, accentuate it, and make it healthier. So for example, mm. steam vegetables, chicken, fish. Uh, even pizza. I will take the old nasty oil from pizza and I'll drizzle this and I'll mix it, mix it into a gourmet pizza. And it ta- just changes the taste of everything you put it on. So it won't be as peppery. Uh, mm. So in Spain, we call it a one cough or a two cough olive oil. Okay, So it's actually a good thing to cough from this sometimes. You can imagine how unpopular I was during COVID when I went to Spain and I'm (laughs) tasting these olive oils and I'm coughing all over the place. But that's just the nature of really good olive oil. So when you're looking for a good olive oil, not so much the color, but the flavor, it should have a smell, it should have a flavor, and it should have a little peppery finish because that means it's actually healthy and fresh.
1: No, I mean it's it's really good olive oil. I've I've never tried it like this before. Like I said, so it's it's a new experience. I'm trying to explain it. I can't really, but I definitely heard the the tingle in the back of my throat. And
0: I get if that's what I'm supposed to
1: get. And it's good. It's good. Yeah,
0: it, it, exactly right. And my suggestion too is you've got a whole bottle there, right? Next time you bring bust out your Costco and compare it. You know, okay. have a shot of that versus a shot of this sometime and okay. see what you think. At the very least, you'll notice you'll notice a difference. You know. Okay.
1: So what does your R&D department look like? Is it just you and your wife? How do you come up with like this olive oil and the vinegar you guys offer?
0: Yeah, the uh, the R&D is limited to two people, my wife and I, who who are the only employees of the company. And honestly, I think the R&D takes place really at the farmer's market where we have the opportunity to sample this olive oil with consumers and patrons and people that love olive oil. And sometimes they, you know, there are people that don't like olive oil like this, right? There are people that Mm. it's too sophisticated for them that they're just used to very bland olive oil and that's all they want to taste. But most people, their general reaction is that they're kind of flabbergasted, their jaw drops from, they've never, they've never tasted something like this and they don't understand. We get a lot of feedback from people and that fuels our R&D and conversations with them, right? Things on what they like. Uh, what they don't like. And that fuels kind of what products we might try next and stuff like that.
1: What's your ideal customer?
0: Oh, great question. Our ideal customer is someone that understands about olive oil a little bit, at least to the point where they understand that there's a lot of fraud in olive oil, or they've Mm -hmm. heard that there's fraud in olive oil and they come Mm -hmm. see us and they ask about our olive oil and they're kind of blown away that we get to travel Spain and kind of bring this back for them. And Mm -hmm. they're super appreciative, right? The ideal customer is like, thank you so much for going all the way to Spain, Mm -hmm. traveling that far and that wide for us so we can have Mm -hmm. this product here. And there are are many people like that in the US and in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. People in North Carolina are getting really smart about olive oil.
1: Are you uh, selling this in any kind of restaurants or grills out there? Not
0: currently selling at restaurants, but that's definitely okay. something I'd be interested in doing. It, certainly the, the Italian restaurants that bring out olive oil yeah. to serve with consumers and, and restaurants that would appreciate a high level or high end olive oil for sure.
1: Yeah, the, the reason I ask, and I'm sure your olive oil is better than Olive Garden's olive oil, not to, not to knock it or anything. But typically, when you go to Italian restaurants, you know, you take the bread and dip it in the olive oil. Um, and what do they mix it with? Is it pepper or they, they mix it with vinegar? All kinds of stuff, oregano, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Parsley.
0: Yeah. So you've had that before, right, Justin, where you go to a restaurant and they give you that. I, yeah. I, I don't, Olive Garden does that too. Um, There is a different, it's not Olive Garden that I'm going to tell you about. There's a different uh-huh. restaurant that I was just so flabbergasted. It's an Italian restaurant, not uh-huh. too far from you and me, because I know we're both in North Carolina, but I went to this place and I love the food there. They brought out mm-hmm. this huge dish of olive oil with the herbs, mm-hmm. like you're describing, the herbs yeah. on top and the slice of bread. The bread was to die for. It was like a French baguette, but the mm-hmm. olive oil looked a bit too transparent. To me. And so I asked the very joyous server, the 18 year old server that was there, mm-hmm. and I was surprised how honest he was with me. But he said, Oh, yeah. I said, What, what is this olive oil? He goes, Well, it's, it's half olive oil, half extra virgin, and half canola. Huh. And I just sat there thinking, Oh my goodness, that is shameful. <laughs> that this Italian restaurant is serving this stuff, oh, no wonder man. it's got it's got no taste, you know. But that leads me to conclude that the U.S. consumer is not really clamoring yeah. sometimes for this stuff, you know. And well, I so, feel like course, you
1: said, you gotta you gotta educate them about this olive oil, what they're missing.
0: Yeah, you're exactly right. That's yeah. probably our, our biggest challenge, Justin, of, mm-hmm. of selling our olive oil is getting people to understand and educate them on what it really is. Mm-hmm. you you know, it's, it's really a special, uh, a special oil and it's difficult to educate people for sure.
1: So we're educating them right now, actually. So, so while we're educating them, where can the audience find your products? Where can they be purchased? So we operate in a few farmers markets, but North
0: Carolina is is pretty big. You know, we're we're really mainly in the Holly Springs uh, farmers market, other places. But if, if that is not accessible to people, uh, we do sell this olive oil across North Carolina and the rest of the states in the United States through the website we have called Drizzle This, DrizzleThis.com. So that's the easiest place to get our products. Uh, it's the same product we sell at the farmer's market. It's the same product mm-hmm. that I'm talking about now. Super nice. delicious. And just like you got to I actually shipped it to you, even mm-hmm. though you're you're pretty close by to me. So you got the full experience of what it's like to uh, to get from grove to table.
1: And can you ship this all over the
0: US? All over the US. Absolutely. Okay. Do you ship it outside the country at all? We don't. Okay. No, just in the US at this point.
1: Okay. Is there anything else you want to say to the audience before we get off?
0: I guess I just want to thank them for, for listening. I hope they got something out of this little educational session and whether you try this olive oil or not, I urge you to go try other olive oils, compare your Costco or your supermarket olive oil with all other olive oils you have there and start to develop an appreciation for different flavors and different qualities of olive oil.
1: You know, I think just talking to you today, I learned a lot and have a new appreciation for olive oil. I've never thought of it being, this really important piece of your recipe. Now I'm not a cook. I'm not like a chef. You know, I typically drizzle the olive oil down, throw some hot dogs on or whatever else I'm cooking. But you're really making me think of looking at the back of these olive oil bottles, cans, whatever there is, just, just thinking about what's in them. Um, So I, I do appreciate you.
0: Yeah, no. I, and I, you know, there are many people, Justin, like mm-hmm. yourself that don't think about olive oil as anything other than to kind of cook with. They don't think mm-hmm. it as a drizzling. And, and, yeah. I, and I totally yeah. get that because of the quality of olive oil that we yeah. have available here in the US. But yeah, I urge you to th- be creative about drizzling some of this stuff. Again, I wouldn't drizzle necessarily any oil on my food. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that Italian restaurant example. I don't just consume any olive oil. I'm pretty picky. In mm-hmm. fact, I bring my own olive oil to restaurants, if you can imagine <laughs> that. I mean, I have to, right? After that experience <laughs> at the Italian restaurant. Uh, so <laughs> I walk in, I sit down and I bring out a little bottle of olive oil. It's like this this big. It's oh, like 100 man. milliliters and their first reaction to think I'm bringing liquor. Yeah. They yeah. think I'm bringing my own vodka. They yeah. they can't they can't understand why this nerd would bring in a little bottle of olive oil. But that's actually what I did in college as well. Mm-hmm. Been a big fan of olive oil when I used to go to the cafeteria in college. Wow. I would go to the salad bar, man. I'd bring my own bottle of olive oil and people would look at me like, what is that dude doing? Yeah, but yeah. I can't, I can't stomach those thick thousand islands and the white mm-hmm. dressings, you know, it those are made to like paint and mask your food. I mm-hmm. want something that accentuates my food. It yeah. makes it taste better, not kind of cover it up.
1: Yeah, one more thing I want to applaud you on is the name of your website DrizzleThis.com. That's like the best name ever, especially for all of oil. All. That is <laughs> you look, great. <laughs> you like it? Yeah,
0: it's yes. it's it's pretty neat. We're pretty uh pretty fond of it too. All right, Lucas, thanks
1: for being on here, man. I really enjoyed speaking with you today,
0: Justin. So good to meet you. Nice talking to you, and uh, thank you for for having us be part of it.
1: All right. That was another episode of the North Carolina Foods We Love podcast. I'm your host, Justin Raymond, and thanks for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on our next episode. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the North Carolina Foods We Love podcast. Please subscribe so you don't miss out on other must-try North Carolina foods. Also, it would mean the world to us if you would leave us a review. Don't forget to support local, and we hope you have a great one.